You are listening to Alpha Health and Wellness Radio. I am your host, Dr. Haley Schaff, and my goal is to empower you to become the alpha of your health. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the show. Today is going to be a solo episode with just myself. I hope that you guys have been loving some of the guests that I've been bringing on. I um, I know that I have. They, like I said, I am always learning something. But today, I'm just kind of coming on to kind of give you guys some updates. We're going to talk about why I am wearing a continuous glucose monitor, and in the future, I'm going to be probably dedicating full podcast episodes to that. But I've only been wearing it right now for six days, and I just kind of want to give you guys an update. You know, I'm not diabetic. I'm not pre-diabetic. I'm not insulin resistant. I don't have PCOS. My hormones are great. Um, so why the heck am I wearing this? Right? Like these are more just things where like, if you have X, Y, or Z diagnosis, you wear it. And I think personally that everybody should wear one of these, a CGM or continuous glucose monitor is something that is on the back of my arm. And what I do is I have an app on my phone, I scan it and it will tell me my blood glucose at any point in time. And although I have done so much work to become so metabolically flexible, become so fat adapted and become so, so healthy with my glucose response and not having cravings and not being hangry and being able to have the steady energy. I really am learning so much about how my lifestyle and how certain foods impact me. And I think that this type of technology is so, so, so important. And, um, I really wish that it was even more accessible than it truly is. There are some companies that do have it and I'll, I'll share with that. I'll share that with you guys kind of as I get speaking here, but I've, I put it on last week or I put it well, when, when you're listening to this, it's not going to even be relevant, but when you're listening to this, you've probably watched me share, you know, what my blood, blood glucose is and all that kind of stuff. So the reason that this is important is because there are, and there have been things in my lifestyle and diet that, that have spiked me. And I want to talk about that because obviously it's not about being perfect, but it really is being mindful of like what your triggers are and, and how you can improve upon those. So, um, healthy levels of blood glucose are typically between 75 and 85. Those are like ideally where people should sit. Um, sometimes I kind of extend that range 75 to 90, but if, when, when people are low, but then they're feeling like those hunger symptoms or weak or shaky or those hypoglycemic symptoms, that's where, that's where those levels don't become super helpful because some people will send me their lab work and they got flat fasting blood glucose done and it's 80. And I said, okay, how did you feel? And they're like, oh my God, I was shaky. I could not focus. I was sweating. I was feeling hypoglycemic. And I'm like, okay, well that's an instance where that's not a healthy number. So for me personally, I typically sit around, oh God, I mean, the day depends, but I'm typically averaging mainly around 83 to 85 and I feel great. My mood is stable. Um, I don't feel hungry. I, I I do feel hungry, like in and around my workouts and, and when I haven't eaten and sometime when, especially when I'm being active, but my point is I'm not at a hypoglycemic point. That's just where my body likes to sit. And that's a really great point. That is, that is where most people should opt to be, but most people are typically in the mid to upper nineties. And so So I scan every morning and what's super interesting is I can see, okay, how does caffeine affect me? Right? So the first day I had this on, I 
was all the way up to like 95 or 97 after a full cup of coffee, which typically I will do half calf, half decaf. And it was crazy how the caffeine had impacted me. You know, we're always told, you know, caffeine, you know, black coffee is totally fine. And if you're fasting, black coffee might not be fine because if you're being kicked out and your blood glucose is going up, that's something you want to be mindful of. So typically, like I said, I do half calf, half decaf. And that makes my, my, uh, level stay a little bit more consistent. And sometimes I'll even like to add some MCT oil to it. Um, and some cinnamon, just a little bit of, um, sometimes some grass fed butter, kind of make it more of like a bulletproof coffee. And that also has been shown to stable more blood sugar, uh, levels, but it also is important to know how it does that for you. Like if it does it for you, cause there's sometimes where, it doesn't. And also there's other things that can kind of go into effect of how is stress impacting you, right? So the other morning I want to, I really wanted to talk about this is because my levels have been, since I had put the monitor on my levels had been awesome. You know, I, I was, like I said, I'm in the eighties, you know, if I eat, maybe I go up to 95 and then I'm kind of like a rolling hill, just kind of like back into the eighties. Um, sometimes, you know, after I train and I, if I've trained fasted, I'll kind of go into the seventies, but I still feel fine. Um, and that's good. You know, like that, those are really good places to be. And coming from a place where like, I used to have horrible cystic acne. I used to never, ever be able to take time in between meals. I always needed to be snacking. I was always thinking about food. I was so happy to see how far I've come. And I would really wish that I had this when I wasn't in a good place so that I really could be like, wow, I need to change. So it, for me kind of just validated everything I've been feeling right. I can, you know, get up in the morning, work out, take the dog out, and then eat kind of mid morning. And then, you know, if my day gets kind of busy, I'm not constantly being like checking the time just be like, Oh my God, has it been two hours yet? Has it been three hours yet? Has it been two hours yet? We should not be eating every two to three hours. I remember I used to, I used to always think, Oh, you have to eat every two to three hours to keep you in that muscle building, fat burning state. And that is like the biggest lie in the whole diet industry. That is what's ruining people's metabolisms. That is what is making people so hangry, so insulin resistant, so constantly engorged in like when their next meal is. And my muscle mass has only continued to improve my strengths and my gains in the gym in terms of strength numbers and performance have only continued to improve. I really think that metabolic flexibility is what every single person could use to optimize, um, in this country, especially with us being so metabolically not flexible. So anyways, um, other things that I've kind of learned this past week is sometimes intense exercise can give you a small little spike, which is normal, especially if you're fasted, because that's your liver releasing stored, stored glucose, stored, stored glycogen. And so it will give you a temporary, you know, spike, but it's not to the point where it's spiking you at like 120, 130, 140, at least not for me. I have not, my, my blood glucose has personally not gotten above 115, maybe 120. And that was like, after I had eaten a little bit of carbs and then had kind of come back down, but I typically stay within the range. Most meals I'm in, you know, the eighties and then I maybe spike to like nineties and then I'm back down, um, which is really good. You know, I'm sure if I was eating a lot more carbs, I would, but most of my meals are just a lot of protein, a lot of healthy fat and a lot of vegetable type things. So whether it's fibrous vegetable, you know, sometimes we'll add more um, glucose rich vegetable, you know, like beets or carrots or parsnips or things like that. I don't really eat a ton of rice. I try to pair my carbs in, in and around my training. And I feel like I do really well with that. So for instance, the other day I, um, it was Sunday. I, we usually do kind of brunch a little bit later on Sunday, like 10, 11 o'clock, you know, we had taken the dog for a, a three mile walk and, 
I, you know, I was just making breakfast after we made some eggs with vegetables. Um, we did some pasture-raised bacon and then there was some homemade sourdough. So we did some avocado toast and I was like, oh, I cannot wait to see how much, like if this bread makes me spike, I, I had virtually no spike. And you know what the point, and I did it on purpose is I ate the bread last. So I ate the eggs first with the bacon, the health, you always want to eat the healthy protein and the healthy fiber and fat first, because that's going to slow the digestion of whatever's to come. Most people go right to their carbs first, right? Like you go out to dinner and like they bring the bread first and you're already on a blood glucose roller coaster. Um, so then I ate the piece of avocado toast, which it was even more glucose spike friendly because I had put the avocado on it to kind of bring some healthy fat, slow down the digestion. I looked at my glucose monitor and it was great. You know, it was perfect. Um, I saw a little kind of spike after that because I went in the sauna, which just like high intense exercise, those things are good in terms of spike. Like those aren't bad spikes. Um, it's the same thing. You know, if your body is really working, um, like in the sauna, you get a very similar benefit to, uh, you know, cardiovascular exercise. So for that reason, I, I saw a spike, but then it just, it's a small little spike. And then it kind of com- just comes right back down and it's a hormetic stress. So sauna exercise, all that kind of stuff is a stress that's going to help your body better respond to stress. So, um, although it might spike your glucose kind of in the meantime, it is actually really beneficial for your glucose long-term. So those are kind of the things that I noticed. And it was just so interesting because then I was like outside with the dog again and I was walking around and I was getting the snowmobiles out and making tracks and like I was being active. And I think that I, that also kind of contributed to a more level spike as well. So exercise before or after a meal can really help to uh, modulate that spike. And what I found is, you know, even going for a five to 10 minute walk, you know, whether I let the dog out after dinner or I'm just pacing around the house or doing things and trying to move or doing like a five to 10 minute walk on the treadmill sometimes. I'll do that and just catch up on DMS. And that is also super beneficial for, uh, for blood glucose. So yesterday we, I made, um, some wild caught salmon, some avocado aioli, and then I did my Brussels sprouts, um, that I cook in ghee, but then I also add a little bit of raw honey. And as I was making it, I had, you know, a little small teaspoon of the honey and I was just interested to see what it did. My blood glucose didn't get out of the eighties. It pretty much stayed there. And I did go for a walk after my meal, but I thought that that was interesting, right? Cause honey is honey really is just straight sugar. And, um, and I actually did kind of eat that, like as I was making the thing. So I definitely didn't eat the fat and protein, and fiber first. I kind of just had like a small little thing of it. Just, I wanted to kind of see what would happen. And, um, it's really interesting to see that. And what I really wanted to share is, um, is yesterday on Monday, I had a very, very busy day. I had a bunch of new patients and on Mondays, just the days are crazy. And so I was just really anxious about, getting my day going. But then I was also really stressed because I couldn't find my Ava band, which I, I love all these different tools that I use for measurements. But if you know me, I'm a very type A personality, which many people are. Um, I really internalize stress and I get anxious about the most random things. Like I just, I really am so type A. I need to be more like Nick. He's very type B, very go with the flow. He, and, and I just seen how stress impacts so many things. And, um, seeing it personally impact my glucose was crazy. From the moment I woke up on Monday morning, my blood glucose was high. It was in like the high nineties, hundreds. And that is not, that was not the data that I was getting every other day. I could even eat carbs and I would barely get to 90, but the stress so impacted me. And that's one thing that I really want people to realize. You can eat the healthiest diet in the world. You can be the most exercise and you can do all the things, but if you are stressed, 
your blood glucose is going up. And when your blood glucose is up, you are not burning your fat, which that's most people's goal, right? Like most people are on a fat burning or fat loss journey. They would like to be a little bit, you know, they'd like to lose a little bit of body fat. And the, my goal is to always get you metabolically healthy. But what I'm learning too is, and I, and I always, I always take this into consideration when people are stressed and people laugh at me when I'm, when I, or they laugh, you know, when we're on a console and I'm like, Hey, like you're doing a lot of great things and we're going to add in some really great things. But if you don't manage your stress, none of those things are going to work. And they're just, they kind of people, you know, you people take, some people are receptive to it, but some people are like, yeah, right. Yeah. That I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's exactly why I'm not, but it is, if you are constantly stressed, I mean, for me personally, seeing it on the glucose monitor, I was like, wow, if that doesn't empower people that they need to take care of their stress. And so when I got home from work, I meditated, I went out for a walk and I was back in the eighties and I was like, that is very empowering and a very educational knowledge that I'm going to continue to take with myself. And so when I do find myself now stressed in the mornings, I always meditate first. You know, I do a three to five minute meditation because I'm the type of go, go, go. I have a very good morning routine where I I get up, I have some water with lemon, apple cider vinegar as I'm reading five to 10 pages of a book. And then I just whip out my computer and I just start going. I don't look at my phone because I don't want any of that outturn or external knowledge kind of persuading what content and stuff I'm going to put out. But I do, you know, I do kind of get to work and I really am kind of trying to really get all this info out and then kind of get on with my day. And I am trying to add meditation, even a few, a few minutes there because I can see that that could be stressful for me. And I just, I thought that that information was super, super important because I, um, I really do need to be mindful about that. And I really think so much of, you know, my mom's kind of cancer really probably stemmed from that. She was very, you know, she was totally, I could see myself kind of going down the path of like, just being stressed, like, go, go, go. We got to do all the things. And, you know, sometimes not being able to take that second to, to just stop and really kind of minimize the stress or just be present. And, and I'm definitely going to be very mindful of that now after seeing the numbers. And I know when I can feel stress, you know, my heart rate goes up or I just, I feel more anxious and I definitely am going to be very mindful of that now. I really am. Um, I'm really interested to see because I'm going to be doing some traveling in the next, um, few days. We're going to be going to watch my brother play baseball and I'm really interested to see what getting up super, super early will do to my blood glucose, if anything. So I'm definitely preparing to have a lot more fats um, and protein and just even trying to fast a little bit more um, when I'm traveling to see kind of if that helps. And I'm going to, I think that this information is just useful because like, although that this is working for me, obviously this is not medical not advice or anything. I'm just kind of sharing what I've been learning and, you know, you can take kind of these bits and pieces and, and see how they relate to you and your body, because there's some people who I know they were going through a lot of stress, but their blood glucose was totally fine, but maybe, you know, they're in traffic and it goes up. Like everybody is so different. My friend was sharing this with me. Like she was going through kind of like a really stressful few weeks trying to kind of figure out, you know, if she was going to be diagnosed with something pretty heavy. And she said that her blood glucose was totally fine. But sometimes, you know, if she'd be late for work, that's where her blood glucose would go up. It, sometimes it, nece- it isn't necessarily when you're always stressed. Sometimes it's a certain type of stressor. Sometimes it's a physical stressor. Sometimes it's a mental, emotional. And I think that that's all really important knowledge for us to know for ourselves. And although I'm not going to wear this monitor all the time, I'm wearing this for two weeks. So I'm wearing this for another week or another yeah, another 
eight days from now, um, when I'm recording this, obviously when I, when you guys are listening to this, I won't be wearing it anymore, but then when Nick and I are finally going on our honeymoon. And so when we get back from our honeymoon, we're actually going to be doing this together because I'm really interested to see, you know, we've done so much work metabolically and Nick used to be the first type of person where there needed to be like rice and carbs every single meal. And now so much more of our meals and our carbs come from like, you know, whole food sources. Um, most of, you know, we eat just a lot of healthy protein, healthy fat, lots of like high fiber stuff. Um, well, I guess it really depends. Cause there's sometimes where we eat a meal like last week and it was just full of carnivore and we're like, Oh, whoops. We don't really have like a rhyme or reason to our diet. We just kind of eat what feels good. And in the winter, it's definitely much different than in the summer. In the summer, I'd say we definitely eat a, a lot more carbs cause there's a lot more fresh carbs. Um, but anyways, you know, sometimes he might drink a little bit more caffeine than me. So I'm just excited to see if that affects him. And, you know, this is, I really so think that blood sugar is so at the root of so many diseases. It's at the root of heart disease. It's at the root of cancer, hypertension, diabetes, obviously PCOS, infertility, hormone issues, weight gain, I mean, you name it, blood sugar dysregulation is pretty much at the root of it. And I, and it's not to say that, oh, blood sugar and insulin are the bad guys. No, they're not like you want them working optimally, but that's what this tool kind of gives me. And, and I will probably get a finger prick, uh, so I can measure my glucose kind of when I'm not wearing a monitor, but that's only a snapshot in time. It's really cool to see like my, this whole kind of graph laid out of where exactly my blood sugar is and you know, how training affects it. And am I giving myself enough rest and how sleep affects it and how stress affects it and how meditation can bring my level down almost 20 points. I mean, so empowering and so crazy. And I I really, for this reason, think that everybody should be, have access to this knowledge. And unfortunately, like there is a price that comes with these monitors. Um, you know, you do not need a prescription for them. The one that I'm wearing, um, you do. And a friend gifted it to me, but you don't need ones for the NutriSense, which I will put a discount code. If you get the four weeks or more trial, so you'll get $50 off with my discount code, Dr. Haley. So I can put the link for that in the bio and I get that it's an investment, but when you can see, when you can wear this for four weeks and see how all these things are affecting you, maybe you're eating something every single day that sends you on a blood sugar roller coaster, or maybe you are just under such immense amount of stress that you're constantly at like 110 or 120. And if you're constantly living like that, I mean, I get that it's expensive, but that's knowledge that you'll be able to then have so that you won't hopefully get cancer. You won't hopefully get hypertension or diabetes or heart disease or infertility or any of these things that I can't, I can't personally put a price on that for myself. Um, I just can't. And I get that. I get that there obviously is a, a, a monetary cost to these sensors, but I am really happy that there are companies that you don't need a doctor's prescription that you can get if you really do want to take this information and harness it for yourself. There is a two week trial through NutriSense and I believe it's for 175 that my discount code won't, won't work for. Unfortunately, it just works for if you do like a four week plan or more. Um, but I, I bought Nick the two week trial just so that he can have that. And, um, so that is an option too, you know, like I'm wearing this one for two weeks and I'm going to wear the next one for two weeks. So two weeks is fine for sure to get a bunch of data, but I'm, if you, if you wanted the discount code and you wanted to wear it more, that is there as well. But, um, but like I said, this is, I, I, I think that if, if everybody could have one of these in the times of the pandemic and we could see, okay, how metabolically healthy are you really? I would just, I would be so flabbergasted to put this on 
so many fitness influencers who I see what they eat and I just would love to see what their blood sugar is. I would love it. And that's just so the nerd in me, but just, just because people think that they're so many people think that they're doing the right thing, but they really could be optimizing it by, by really kind of fixing some things. And I think that that's what the, this monitor has taught me. It's taught me so much about myself and I love using these measurements. Um, but I also try not to obsess over them. Right. So I use an Ava band to track my hormones and my, you know, my fertile window and my cycle and all that kind of stuff. And I love that data. And then I use my Apple watch and I look at my heart rate variability and my resting heart rate and my walking heart rate and all of those kind of things. And, and now I'm testing my glucose and, you know, I'm seeing, you know, how does this work and how does this work? And I think that all of these things are super, super helpful. And I, I love them and I love all this data, but I also think it's important to not totally obsess over it. We have to take this data. We have to internalize it, but we also have to kind of check in with ourselves. How do we feel? You know, do I feel well rested today? Do I feel despite of how, how high my heart rate got or how many, you know, move calories I got? Like, how do I feel like how I moved throughout the day or, you know, how satisfying do I feel like that meal was? Do I feel satisfied because I don't feel hungry right now? I feel good. I feel level-headed. And I think that it's important to take all of this information in, right? Cause we have so many of these external factors that can tell us things about our body, but it is really important for us to kind of check in and see how we're doing. But, um, I think that when Nick and I kind of go through our trial of wearing the continuous glucose monitor together, I really would love to do some type of thing, whether we do an Instagram live or we do a podcast or whatever. I think that, I think that I would absolutely love to share that data with you guys, especially with us doing it together. And Nick's going to be really regimented about it. He says he really wants to be like really tracking his intake to see like, how does he do with it? And he's a lot, he's, he's excited about it. So we're definitely excited about it. And I hope that you guys have been enjoying sharing kind of my journey of like, I try to share like the graphs to see like how certain things affect it. I hope that you found this helpful to see, Oh, wow. Is you're probably, if you're like me, you're probably sitting there being like, Oh my God, stress 100% is impacting mine, which if it is just be mindful of it. Right. And you'll never know until you, you physically know, and you know, until you see it, but it, it really, it really can. So, um, I just was, I hope that this was insightful. I just kind of wanted to do like a little mini episode and just share what I've been doing with this monitor and how I found it incredibly empowering um, so far. And I'm sure I'm going to continue to collect even more data, especially when I'm traveling, which the gosh, that's going to be very interesting. Um, but like I said, I think that, I think that if more people had this information, they could do, they could make their diet and lifestyle so much more personalized to them. And I think that that's really, truly the, where, where the next step is in bio-individual, optimal health and wellness. Um, I really think it's, it's through things like this and really finding how certain foods affect you, right? Cause certain foods might affect me differently than they affect someone else. Like I, when I made, I made this paleo banana bread and I was like, for sure, this is going to spike me. No, didn't at all. But, but somebody else might eat it and maybe the banana and it does, I don't know, you know, and I, it's really, really interesting to just find this information and see what works, see what doesn't work. And I think, I really think that it's so unbelievably important. So if you guys have questions on, I just reach out. I'm more than happy to kind of tell, share in my experience. I'm actually really excited to do so because I'm, I've been nerding out this whole time. Um, and I just want to say thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of the episodes, if you would just rate it a five star and leave a review, if you kindly would, um, it's been really fun for me to kind of read those reviews and 
And again, reviews really are like the currency of how, how we make this podcast successful and all of that kind of fun stuff. So I will continue sharing this data with you guys. I hope that you guys can maybe follow along with Nick and I, when we do it, just be, I, uh, if you do want to follow along with us, I might create like a group or something like that. So just definitely stay tuned for that. But I want to thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Woo! Jump, jump.